Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? It is May 26th. It is Sean Rossap. It is Fightful.com. And it's the list in your boy, number 215. We had a bit of a week off last week, and it was a big week off uh as we went on the air there were so many WWE releases there have been even more cuts there have been on-screen characters that have been cut we're returning to traveling there's so much that has happened since the last time you and i were on screen with each other jimmy yeah i know that you were planning a week of shenanigans and what, this uh, week or last, no, week? last week last week oh and it got thrown <laughs> yeah. off track by legitimate news items so that was unfortunate for you sean yeah, I was planning a week of shenanigans. I know you were. I could see Jeremy's face because Jeremy was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah. which we didn't have any actual shenanigans planned. We were just going to uh, let the shenanigans naturally unfold, and mm-hmm. it, it didn't end up working. But, man, there, there's so much that's going on. Guys, if you all would leave a thumbs up, it would mean an awful lot. Please subscribe. Please tap the bell for notifications. Please learn how to use your mute button like Jimmy didn't learn how to do before he coughed. I don't know where it is, honestly. I don't know where it is on here. Like on but, the, this, this mic does not have a mute button. So when I cough, I'm going to cough. Oh, God. Gotta do yeah, yeah. Who cares about the viewers? Who cares about them? No, you know, I care about the viewers, but they understand my pain. If I don't have a mute button on this thing, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Well, you could, you've got this little, little button right here next to your screen. Oh, it's on the screen? Mute, it says mute mic. You click that little microphone button, and, like I'm about to do as you figure it out, and I read some super chats. Super chats are what you all can uh, send us to support us. Uh, you know, show a little bit of love like Brandon Charles Powell and Dante did. 
Brandon Charles Powell said, excellent interview with EJ Induka. Lots of respect on how he handled the Wirt situation. Uh, Dante V says, shout out to SRS and the judge for a great interview. Looking forward to seeing him in the future. Uh, tonight, you'll see EC3. I'm interviewing him and his producer, JC. I speak to him every few months, but I got a look at the narrative, and it is completely unlike anything you guys have seen. But that EJ interview, did you see specifically him talk about the Drake Wart situation? No, but I'm I'm aware of it, but I have not had a chance to see it. Well, guys, get your super chats in. It would mean an awful lot. We have a super chat from Greg House. He says, why did you stop wrestling, SRS? I never really wanted to wrestle full-time. I got the gig at Fightful, and when I got the gig at Fightful, my time slowed down an awful lot. So I wrestle about once or twice a year. That's so what happened it. was, what happened was the promoter told Sean to put somebody over and Sean says, I laid down for nobody. Man, that is the opposite of me. There were so many weirdos <laughs> in those. And I mean, the worst level of Indies, like the lowest level, which would actually draw fairly, fairly well for the middle of Aberdeen. But there were so many people that are like, I'm not going to lose. Why would I lose? And I'm like, well, it's fake. So I don't care who I lose to. Who cares? Let's go out and have some fun. But guys, donate those super chats. It would go a long way. We're back on Facebook. I'm unbanned from Facebook now, Jimmy. Congratulations. That's a milestone for you. Yeah, it, it really is. But uh, Daniel R. hit us with a super chat and says, what is WWE's process when they hire Adnan Verk? I Nick heard Con. Nick Khan and I heard Vince wanted a pros pro and Nick Khan said, here's your boy, Adnan Verk. Yeah. Uh, not a lot more to it than that. No, he was on my list for later, but we can talk about it now. Uh, so so the, the, what was the exact verbiage? Let me see. Um, I've got my list. I mutually do my list. parted ways. Mutually part, right. Mutually agreed to part ways. And when I saw that, uh, and I know you have more, but when I saw that, I knew this is, uh, the tr- this is uh, not a typical your release. This is a mutual decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's be frank. You know, hopefully Nick Khan has learned just because you come from a sports background does not mean that you're going to be successful in the yes. world of wrestling. With all due respect to Adnan Verk, it felt as a viewer like he was not making an effort to improve. It yes. felt that way. And and when I heard about how, because I'm not really familiar with his work, I understand that he has other jobs. He like, you know, does some sports broadcasting and runs some podcasts and stuff. When I heard that, I thought he's probably, he probably had a busy schedule. And so he didn't really have the time to learn the craft at the level that he should have. And that's just, you know, you're, you're, you're the, you're the anchor of what is the traditionally, you know, a brand show. Maybe it's not considered the a brand show today, but traditionally it has been, he made no effort to improve. He didn't know the names of the moves. He always would pass it off to Graves and Saxon all the time. And he just wasn't working out. He wasn't, I, you know, you don't want anybody to lose their job, but he wasn't working. It just, he wasn't, wasn't good. He wasn't good at this. And there's that's okay. Not everybody is going to be good at this. And True. they they knew pretty early on that he wasn't good at it. I think he knew pretty early on he wasn't good at it. And there was, I mean, it's it's one of the first big misfires for Nick Khan. But I mean, also the fact that they got him the hell off there is I applaud them for that. They didn't try to force it. You got to get him off there, and it isn't working. It's not working. I thought Tom Phillips left completely alone would have been fine. I think he would have been all right, but they didn't see that. And it's so weird. They what's wrong with just having a wrestling guy do it. Yeah. I don't know. Especially when a lot of longtime fans who became fans because of the attitude era, they still consider Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler to be the best duo of all time. Yeah. 
And I, I have long looked at, say, Monsoon and Jesse Ventura or Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan as just a, just a world-class duo. And they were all wrestling people. Who, you know who, I mean? are the, who comes to your mind with the greatest recent announcers? Like, okay, color commentary. Mick Foley was praised heavily. Austin Aries was even praised heavily. Samoa Joe was praised heavily. Yep. Those are wrestling guys. You know who's really guys. grown on me, especially during this Adnan Burke era, is Corey Graves. I yeah. got to say, like Corey Graves, you know, he, he was annoying on SmackDown, I guess, because it was it, it, a different thing was required of him on SmackDown. On SmackDown, you had Michael Cole, who was good at, at carrying the match. And so Cole was only had to get in his quirks and all that. When it came to Raw, Graves had to call the action yes. because Verk could not do it. And I found Graves was actually quite good. Like, I, I thought he was pretty good. He Obviously, he knows all the names, all the moves. And he was pretty good at telling the story of the match because all Adnan Burke would say is, did you see that? And what's Whoa! the strategy? And Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> so Graves was forced to call the action. I thought he was quite good. He was. Yes, I, I thought so as well. Yeah. Oh, man, we got a couple super chats. Young Drizzy MSC says, what have you heard about Eva Marie's training? I know she seems more motivated. And when she's slated to return, well, not to upsell you, but I'm working on an update that will be up on FightfulSelect.com. Tomorrow, actually, on Thursday, I've I've learned what she's gonna do. Um, I, I there's some some elements of this I can't exactly put out there yet, but I'm gonna shore it up and report it tomorrow on FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you guys subscribe. I had a bunch of additional news on Adnan Verk. This was not as mutual as it was made to seem. I think it's still amicable, Jimmy, but. They wanted to help him save face, but they WWE knew Monday they were going to get rid of him before Raw even started. Right, right. I don't think he's exactly losing sleep over it. Yeah, I don't think he is. As as far as even Marie training, even the managers in NXT that that aren't wrestling, they still train there. So uh, that's a bit of a hint, so to speak. JJ Smith says, lurking Puro Joshi fans, Facebook groups and sites, they're saying that Rio's last contractual AEW match is Sunday against Deeb. Any truth to this? Uh, I do know that some of the original contracts that AEW would have signed are up soon or this year. There are some that were extended pretty early on, like MJF got like a big five-year deal. But there are some people whose deals are up around May and I feel like September. And Joey Janela, they just extended him for a year, I believe. So um, I think what that is is likely people saying, oh, well, she started at double or nothing. So she's probably finishing at double or nothing. As we found out with Daniel Bryan, Jimmy, that's not always the case. It's not always just, well, he got his contract extended in September, so it's up in September. Wasn't her case supposed to be temporary because she didn't know if she wanted to stay in the U.S.? I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe it was. So. And yeah. that worked out pretty well for her by the looks of it. But you can never understand the motivations of somebody in their shoes. That's 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 what we're doing. I mean, that's that's everybody's got a different look at things, so to speak. Yeah. Well, speaking of double or nothing, uh, I'm going to be sitting in my hole this weekend in, uh, in Toronto, Canada, the same you hole mean, I've been sitting in. Never mind. No, go ahead. Let's hear it. Hear it. Go finish. Your, finish this your like sentence. a Naya thing. Not going to be sitting in that hole. I'm sitting in a hole sitting on that hole. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> But Sean Ross Sapp, that lucky bastard living in the U.S., gets to travel to uh, Jacksonville, Florida on my dime for, uh, for Double <laughs> let me, or Nothing let me tell this you, weekend. Let me tell you, it ain't all on your dime. I don't get credentials to the Fan Fest that I'm going to try to go to. 
Uh, gotta get my gotta get my own rental car. It's just like working for Vince, Jimmy. Oh, 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 yeah. I can't wait until I get the text messages because this is what he does. So I'm gonna get the text messages this weekend. Hey, Jimmy, can I do this? Or hey, Jimmy, oh, it's still gonna happen. <laughs> can I 100%. take this? I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a Greg on you. I'm gonna call you in the, at like six, seven. Like, listen, I'm out to dinner, Jimmy, with all these people. I could make some connections here. Yeah. Hey, the bill. He did do that, and I think he did it after they'd already ordered. Uh, no, we were standing outside. No, I mean, of, I mean, my employee Greg did. I know, I was yeah. there. I, oh, I was watching there. the. I was watching the phone call happen. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It was before we went to dinner. It was, but he uh-huh. said he's like he won't say no if SRS is here. We'll say uh-huh. it's for SRS. Yeah, yeah. I'm like this is like when you're when you're asking your parents like. Can they stay over? No, you ask. You ask because they won't say no to you. I made sure to show him his tax return the next day. <laughs> yeah. So so he was fully uh, aware. JJ says her first AEW deal in 2019 was a five-match deal before she signed a full-time deal. I'd be surprised. <laughs> the police is saying exactly Paris, France. I got to do, do a layover in Charlotte, Jimmy, both ways. <laughs> oh, yeah. You ever been to Europe? You ever been to Europe? I've never been to Europe. Uh, no. That is something my wife wants to do very badly. So eventually yeah. I probably will. So I've been to Paris a few times and and I can probably hook you up with, uh, I, I've, I've been to Paris on the cheap. I Ooh. wanted, I wanted to do the, the local experience. So I didn't want to stay at like a four seasons. I wanted to stay at a small yeah. European hotel and that's what I did. And it was well, amazing. Well, I have specifically asked you in the past, like when I come to Toronto, you're you're very good to us. You put us up in these very nice hotels. But I even said, I'm like, listen, Jimmy, knock a couple stars off those hotels. And you're like, why? And I said, well, Jimmy, when you stay in a hotel that expensive, they don't put a refrigerator in there because they expect you to order off the room service menu. <laughs> so Normally saying, they do have something. You oh, sure? They, they, got, they got the mini bar. Yeah, the but, mini bar. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not Do I'm you not want gonna... a full-size Frigidaire in your hotel room? No, like a little one. They, it's just like the stock mini bar that they charge. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm like, damn, Jim. $18 for like a little jar of peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Eloquent says you should set up Switzerland, beautiful country. Hey, wherever my wife wants to go, we'll go. We'll go. I'll, I'll make sure she gets to go there. Did I ever tell you, not that I want to go on a tangent, but I got to tell you this. Did I ever tell you my story about the waiter in Paris? No. Ever tell you that story? This is a good story. So I'm going to tell you. So I was in Paris with uh, my business partner, Luke, who you know. And we went to this nice restaurant and they had a patio there. Uh, I had been there previously with my wife, who you've met. And uh, anybody that doesn't know, uh, my wife is brown skin. And so her and I, when we go to places, sometimes they remember us because of the, because of the, uh, uh, you know, white guy, brown girl. So her and I had gone to this place. We had sat on this patio. We there was this waiter named Sammy, and him and I just really hit it off. And they're so chill and Parishon. He sat at our table drinking wine with us, like while he's working, and we just really hit it off. And so a couple of years later, I'm back in Paris with my business partner. I told him about this place. We were in the area, and I said, "Hey, the restaurant's right there. Let's go." Yeah. Two years later, Sean, we go on the patio. We sit down. Sammy comes walking out. I yell at his name, Sammy. He gives me a look and he comes over. I said, you'll never remember, but I was here two years ago with my wife, a brown skin girl. He snaps his fingers and he goes, you sat right there. And he pointed to the table. Ah. And, he, and he was exactly right. That's exactly where we sat. And then what did he do? He sat down and drank wine. Oh, with that's us, amazing. Huh? Yes. <laughs> How did Luke think of that? Well, I had told him going in. I said, yeah. this, is, this is the guy that I met and this is what happened. And he knows I don't bullshit. Like I tell the truth. 
Yeah. And so when he saw the guy, it was great. It ended up, I think he hung with us for like over an hour sitting at our table that's during amazing. his shift. That's amazing. Cause that's Paris, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So AEW double or nothing. That is this weekend. Matt Reichel says, I got a two hour flight from Baltimore to Jacksonville and got anywhere in 16 months. I haven't either. I haven't. I hear you. I've been, to, I've been to Ohio in that period and that's it. I haven't been anywhere else. I've been nowhere. I've traveled. Yep. Um, didn't get to go to Canada last year. That sucked. Might not get to this year, by the way, things are looking, but I doubt it. Doubt it. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Somebody says, will I be at dynamite Friday too? I will not. I'll be landing at like 10 Oh five Eastern. So I'll be like pulling up dynamite uh, on my phone. I hadn't even realized they were doing it live at that point until after I had booked a flight or else I would have tried to book an early one. But so let me ask you about double or nothing first, because then I have a, a, a very important question to ask you. But let me ask you about double or nothing first. What are you most looking forward to on that card? Britt Baker, Hikaru Shido. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I want to see Britt see... Baker get her moment really badly. I want to see what they do with the stadium stampede because uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk. There's going to be some live, some pre-taped. I assume it's going to be like the backlot brawl yeah. from, uh, from Mania 12. That'll be interesting. I want to see Sting in a non-cinematic environment. Yes. I assume Darby Allen's going to have his working shoes on that night. It's the first you know time I mean? I'll ever have seen Matt Hardy or Sting wrestle. I've never seen Matt Hardy wrestle even mm. live. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested in all that. I, more than anything, I'm interested in the environment. I get to sit in a in a group usually of people that I know because I work with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Denise is going to be there, and all these people in, from the media that I know. Not that I don't want to sit with all you people, <laughs> but I mean, they they group us together, and it's like it's it's a group experience of uh, just a people that I, I work with and I talk to on a daily basis. It's so cool. Yeah, it is, and that brings me to my very important question. So, uh, so you're going to see Denise Salcedo. You guys are going to meet for the first time in person. Yeah. You guys on your podcast, and we've talked about this before, you know, you'll talk about music sometimes. And I had <laughs> suggested, I had suggested in the past, I think I'd really like to see Sean Rossap and Denise Salcedo sing a duet. Oh. Uh, and the song that I had chosen was you're the one that I want from the Grease soundtrack. So I was thinking, you know, we're coming up on a, on a, on a milestone on Fightful Select. Fightful Select's been doing great. Sean Rossap is knocking it out of the park. I'll give myself just a small pat on the back because it was my idea. But we're coming up on a, on a milestone. And I think the perfect way to celebrate that milestone is Sean Rossap and Denise Salcedo performing a duet together in person in Jacksonville. Wonderful idea, Sean. Can you hook it up? No, I can't at what all. What do you mean? Why? My booking fee has went up for musical performances, all that really? separate deal, new contract. You have an agent you know, now. There are things to to hash out. Yes, yes, there is. There is an agent. The same person you got my bank wiring info from. There you go. Jimmy. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so thank no. you, thank you, Sean. <laughs> Inside joke. Inside oh joke. God. But uh, no, that ain't happening. That ain't happening at all. I am giving Denise a ride to the show, though. I feel like I'm taking my sister to a wrestling show. Is she going by herself? Well, yeah, we all get one media credential. But like, is there. she going to Florida by herself? Yeah, I think so. She is really. Yeah. Okay. We're, well, good we're, for her. Adult, we're adults here. I know, <laughs> but you know, she comes off to me like you, you just kind of want to protect her. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Of course. So okay. Well, people in the live chat. 
I want you to give your support behind the idea of Denise and Sean performing. You're the one that I want together when they're in Jacksonville. I will take care of Denise. If Denise sees this, I'll take care of you. I want you and Sean to do this duet. And then when we hit that milestone on Fightful Select, we will air the uh, the duet for uh, select subscribers. And we'll air it on the list on your boy. Because I always like to give a little select tease on the list on your boy. So. So we'll do that. Piggy 66 says, if you want to see SRS singing, watch Quizzlemania. That's true. I mean, that's true. We do have some more super chats. Any debuts at double or nothing? I I think maybe one as a surprise, but I don't think it'll be a major one. I, I'm leaning. I think Nick Gage would be a good like mystery guy for the Battle Royal or Paul White would be there. But I think right now having Nick Gage like pop up after the documentary would be yeah. a good shout for that as well. Yeah, you saw Dark Side, huh? Oh, it was fantastic. And I didn't know much about him at all. He's had a hell of a, he's, he's had a tough, tough go, man. It's been a tough yes. uh, decade for him. Decade plus. Yeah. We got a few more super chats. Kieran George says after his match on Monday, is it time for fans to include Riddle in the discussion for current great entering wrestlers like Styles, Omega and Orton? Well, I understand that given some of the, the issues surrounding him, why some people would not want to do that. But if we're talking about strictly in ring, I think it'd be difficult to not include him among those. I mean, he Seamus hasn't been able to do that again uh, uh, the last couple months because of his booking, but that match with Xavier Woods might be the best singles match Xavier Woods has ever had. And he's real good too. Yep. And I, I was going to bring up Matt real later uh, on the pod. I question if you think that they will sustain this push once RK bro splits. Because well, ob- I, obviously RK bro was the catalyst for him, him getting this, uh, this rub now. I think RK Bro goes through the summer at least. Yeah, but once they're done, you think that 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 you know they'll su- sustain? Because I agree. I thought Riddle Xavier Woods was fantastic, and I got to tell you, I thought Riddle hit the RKO as well or better yeah. than Randy Orton. Well, he's really you know good. I mean? Like, there's a lot of things. Like when we did our show, I'd be like, "Hey, can you do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, I can do this." And it would be like a six thirty. He's like, "Oh, I've done one of those before in training," and. I think situations pending, if you know what I mean, it'll depend a lot. If he's exonerated somehow, I think that push will be very sustained, but they seem to be backing him. Uh, Jay Jay Lane says, hey, Jimmy, good luck with Chris Kreider when McDavid forces a trade to the Rangers. (laughs) Guess the Jets weren't an easier opponents for the Habs. Broomsticks. Yeah, so, you know, this is going to surprise. What was this gentleman's name again? Jay Lane. Jay Lane. This will surprise Jay Lane. I did not watch one playoff game. I did not watch one playoff game. So the Oilers got swept by the Winnipeg Jets in the first round of the playoffs. I did not watch one game. And the reason that I didn't watch one game is because, unfortunately, in Canada, due to our government, and I'm not going to vent, we still have empty arena games. Uh, no fans are allowed. It's a it's a division that is fake. Like they, they put all the Canadian teams into the same division, which they don't normally do. So it was a fake division. Uh, no live audience. The only way that you even knew whether the team was playing a home game or an away game was like, you get last change. If you play at home, I don't need to explain that if you don't know hockey, but that was the only difference. And so I just wasn't, I wasn't excited. Normally a playoff year I'm stoked and like, I'm ready to go. I was not interested. And so I didn't watch one game. Uh, but no, McDavid is not going to ask for a trade. The Oilers will get better in the summer and they will do better next year. They, they proved to be a good regular season team. They need to be a better playoff team because there's a difference. Admittedly, I got to say, before I learned a lot, I thought you were being a little bitch about the lockdowns, but <laughs> I, got, I got so many Ontarians saying, this is driving me fucking crazy. 
Yeah, man. Look, look. It's fuck. I I really don't want to vent. I don't want to vent. Look. <laughs> I know you I'm, don't. 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 No. Then, don't. Don't. No, we I got just breaking, want to say we got breaking news. We got oh, breaking news. What's that? Good breaking news. Besides, come on, SRS channel inner Travolta and Zach some Barber. Stupid, good for you. Good some for you. Some stupid punk saying how much to get the duet, how much for SRS to be Sandy, ten grand. Some um, stupid punk. Good for you. Keep them coming. Uh, some stupid punk says five bucks to hear Jimmy rant, rant about the government. It could be worse. You could be a San Jose Sharks fan. And Mike Miner saying Quizzlemania not going to be as funny today. No, it's not. I am the show there. Per Dave Meltzer, Jimmy Smith is joining the Raw Announce team. And I think that's fantastic. Not a play-by-play guy, though. I don't know. Okay, I have so no he, idea. He's He's been all right. Like, I, his, his NXT stuff's been pretty good. He, You yeah. know, sometimes when they bring in outsiders and they feel like outsiders. But there yes. are exceptions. Like, Daniel Cormier, to me, you could put Daniel Cormier in the Raw booth and he would fit right in. I think you could put Chael Sonnen in the Raw booth as a color guy. He'd fit right in. Jimmy Smith, to me, has felt the same way in NXT. He hasn't felt out of place. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I don't see him doing play-by-play. Maybe he will prove me wrong. But it, it, I, I personally, as a viewer, would not mind Corey Graves doing play-by-play, put him in the mm-hmm. middle, and then Jimmy Smith, he can even utilize his, his MMA background, kind of be like a Rogan where you talk about you know certain moves and whatnot and, and you know what it does to the body. That could be a good combination. You never I know. Love, I love Jimmy Smith's work. I was hoping to have him do some work with Fightful at one point. but Yes, that's right. Didn't come together. Uh, Jay Kane says, SRS and Jimmy Van, thoughts on NXT so far? Finn versus Karrion was a hell of a match. Any truth to David Finley heading to NXT? I don't know. I know he was not at the Impact tapings. Uh, I enjoyed last night's match. I hate them doing matches to death. I don't think they needed to do two or three Finn Balor carrying cross matches. Sometimes a guy can just leave without losing. That way, when Triple H is on those media calls and we say, hey, this person lost. Are they moving up? He won't go, well, that's funny because when people lose on Raw and SmackDown, people never say that. When they do, they absolutely do. We know a draft is coming up. The only Uh, thing I can say about uh, well, let, let me let me address David Finley first. So the only thing I know about that is what his dad said. His dad did an interview. I can't recall what outlet, but his dad did an interview so that he was forced to quarantine at the New Japan Dojo yes. uh, in Japan. And that he had said to his dad, I don't know what I want to do next. It sounds like he wants to come back home. And Fit yeah. Finley was saying, I think WWE might be a fit. Now, granted, that's just kind of him as his dad saying maybe he where he wants him to go. Yes, But that's what he said. Now, in terms of Finn Balor, I was going to talk about this later on, but you know what? We'll talk about it right now. Finn Balor was interviewed uh, by Ryan Satin, and he made no bones about it. He wants to return to the main roster. Do you think that the Demon might still have legs in 2021 in a prominent position on Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, because they do so bad at building up fresh people. That somebody returning who was a former champion, I think, will get a top push for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So maybe we could have, I don't know. I don't know what brand he'd fit on best. I feel like they need him more on Raw. Uh, but if yeah, they, they do, they, they need him bad on Raw. But then they're going to pigeonhole him with, with Bray Wyatt at some point. Fuck, who knows? But he could uh, also be a babyface against Roman Reigns and I think work pretty well as well. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Some okay, stupid punk says, thank God the big man, Jimmy Van, is back. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. I was only gone for one week. I know. That's all. I know. Uh, we've got a couple more super chats. Uh, Bezos says, with Edge and Sasha returning on the SmackDown before Money in the Bank, do you see them being placed in matches? And if so, do they win? 
I don't know if that's when they return. They are advertised for that. Yes. So that that's on my list today too, man. Lots yeah, of stuff on my list. Today. That's not necessarily a return date. That's a that's just an advertised date. Did I miss something that said specifically they were returning though? No, they said I, it, they're advertised. Last okay. I heard, they're advertised. And uh, Throwback Twenty Seven has an interesting question. He says. With certain restrictions each state and country has, do you see the possibility of a second COVID wave happening? Is it possible to see performers try to second-guess their safety and possibly opt out of doing shows? Thank you for everything. Great segue throwback. Awesome segue because that's a topic on my list. Now, I want to say one thing before we get into that because I I just want to finish off the AEW discussion. So, uh, obviously, Dynamite's moving to TBS. And, uh, and the catalyst is the NHL package that TNT's got for next season. I wanted to tell you guys this piece of news because this will show you how valuable the NHL package is to Warner. And this is not a slight on AEW, it's just kind of reality. Somehow, and I'm somewhat surprised, TNT has signed Wayne Gretzky to do broadcasting next wow. season. And I honestly thought that Wayne Gretzky didn't give a shit about broadcasting. The guy has made his money. He does not need a job. But look at uh, Alex Rodriguez and Shaq. They, Which is true. Don't... You're right. But the difference is that like Gretzky over the years, because he's been retired for, you know, what, 15, yeah. 20 years. He has had offers. He's had offers from Canadian networks. He's had offers from different networks. And he's never over at least a sustained period. He's never shown that interest. Yeah. Uh, and so I was quite surprised that he, uh, that he took the job. So he's going to be doing broadcasting work for TNT, which shows you again, the value of that package. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was, Apparently they're going to re- they're, they're going to maintain the TNT championship name yes. when they move to TBS. So I hope that Cody Rhodes has learned a lesson because from my understanding, it was his idea to name the TNT championship. I hope he's learned a lesson about what happens when you pigeonhole yourself. Yeah. Uh, because let's be honest, man, he's been learning on the job, how to be an executive. He had never run a company or been part of, you know, leadership before. Uh, I thought it was a bad decision in the first place. I think you did too at the time. And now they're sticking with the TNT name. And some people have said to me on social media, well, it works because it's called the TNT title and the show is called Dynamite. What you're missing is that they're using the TNT station logo on the belt, right? They didn't call it the TNT title because of the word association. They called it the TNT title because they were sucking up to the broadcast partner. That was the reason. Sure. And uh, it was a bad thing. It was a bad decision. And and I guess they're stuck with that. I thought they were going to just go generic with television title, but I guess they're going to stick with TNT title. Yeah. I kind of like that they're not doing TV title because it's it, five or six years ago, or maybe 10 years ago, it would have been okay. But after TNA did it and NWA did it, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're not. You call it the Dynamite Championship if you want. Like, but. Yeah. I still don't even like that name. Um, yeah. we, uh, we got news that Dave Meltzer reported that Jimmy Smith is slated to be the play-by-play announcer, not the color guy. So, Okay, we'll you know see. what? I'll reserve judgment till I see him. Well, we've got plenty of super chats. Patrick says, throwing in my support for an SRS, Denise. Thank Duet. you. Thank you. We're hey, so doing that in Jacksonville this weekend, Sean Ross. Buddy, buddy, about, uh, you know what? About a thousand more of those, and we'll get it done. Uh, Greg House says, Chael is a WWE guy. is always a great shout it is, but he's one of those people I don't know if he can transition as well as people think. He he gets a little too cute for his own good when it comes to wrestling sometimes and doesn't necessarily have his facts there. Jay Lane says, no chance they actually come out close or come close to selling out the Raiders Stadium for SummerSlam in Vegas, right? Uh, they can, can reconfigure it, I think. But um, yeah, what what does it hold for a football? I think like 45,000, 50,000. For football, yeah. I yeah, think I they think could so. probably do 60 for uh, for SummerSlam. I think they could. Yeah. 
JJ Smith says Eric Bischoff set for dynamite on Friday. Oh, I know. I've already contacted him. I'd love to do an interview uh, while I'm in town. So fingers crossed. Uh, I think Bischoff is a good on-screen character, Jimmy. He's really grown on me over the years, you know, because I, 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 we talked about him before. I feel like he's really come to appreciate what he had. And I think yeah. that he's really been humbled over the years. And uh, obviously when he was in his peak, we've seen it with so many guys where power goes to their head a little bit. I feel like in his, in his later years, he's really just, he just, he's just appreciative. And so uh, he's a good interview. And even guys that didn't like him, love him. You hear from everybody. Yeah. Like well, Flair loves him. Jericho loves him. You know what I mean? Well, so. got that set up right now based on my, the message I just got from him. So hopefully you guys will be seeing that soon. Ricardo says he's doing his part. Do I, I mean, come on guys. Like you think that what you're contributing here matters. No, it's, it's that bank transfer. <laughs> sure. that's, that's what matters. Sure. I'm, I'm trying to get away from a house with a sinkhole. I showed Jimmy my hole last week. I sent him a video of my hole. So first Nia Jackson, week. now yours, Sean. That's my Bill, weekend. Bill Hemmett says, SRS, Joe, uh, Jeremy Lambert, and Pearl to do grease lightning. Uh, thoughts on Joshua versus Fury not happening now. Boxing gets in its own way yep. so much, Jimmy. Yep. It gets in its way so much. And I actually think Grease Lightning would be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I but, don't know. I I don't know what side is to blame because it it can't happen because of Deontay Wilder's got a clause where he gets the next shot. I don't know uh, who got in the way of that one, but if I was Joshua or Fury, I would be livid because they were promised something stupid. I think yeah. like, I think like seventy million a piece. They were promised yeah. for that fight. So oh. uh, I would be livid, but that's that's what happened. There was a contract with Deontay. My Robert. God, it's it's just unreal. Uh, now, Pro Wrestling Unlimited didn't send a super chat. Come on, come on, Timmy Cheapskate. He says Allegiant did a sold out sixty five grand Garth Brooks concert. Yeah, but you're talking about big sausage swinger Garth Brooks, megastar compared to WWE relegating. Just relegating. Maybe they do sell it out, but I, I mean, think SummerSlam they could do all right because they yeah. they have there hasn't been a lot of touring. Let's let's uh, let's talk about the touring now. There's a lot of other stuff I still want to talk about. Uh, we'll we'll do a little geography in a minute, sure. but uh, let's talk about the return to the road. So so obviously they, they've announced a 25 city tour. It's going to start July 16. Live SmackDown from Houston, uh, and I I did the math on it. So it's it's going to be over eight weeks, 25 cities, averages out to about three shows a week. Yes. Here was my thought. So obviously right out of the shoot, everybody's going to be excited because they get live fans back. Uh, there's probably going to be excitement about merch sales. There's probably going to be ex- excitement about maybe I'm going to see a bump in my pay over my downside. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of excitement. Here's my question for you. And uh, throwback alluded to it already. If they go back to anywhere close to the schedule they used to have, do you think that there's going to be talent that are going to push back and they don't want to do it. And and the reason I'm asking, aside from what Throck already said, you know, things are different state by state. I do think they're going to be smart in the states they go into. Yeah. Um, but um, there's been a lot of reports and there's been a lot of surveys, and I know it's not apples to apples, but there's been a lot of surveys about a lot of people, once things open up, they're not too keen on going back to work and they want to continue working from home, at least uh, uh, in a limited capacity. And so I'm kind of curious if some of these wrestlers, so you got like a Roman Reigns, we know he's, he's uh, uh, immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other wrestlers who maybe spent years on the road for the last 15, 16 months, they've been able to be at home every night. They've been able to have dinner with their families every night. They've been able to sleep in their own bed every night. How keen do you think they will be 
once the honeymoon period is over, once, once, you know, this, this first tour wraps up, how keen are they going to be to go back on the road potentially five, six days a week? Do you so think anybody's right, going to push back? I think some, some people will, uh, some of the people I've spoken to are very excited about doing that, but Jimmy, they have the cure. They have the cure right there. Send them to NXT for a while. It is a cable televised show. It takes place in Florida every single week. If they live in Florida, there you go. Give them a small run. Get, do it on loan. Even like have William Regal say, I've worked out a deal. I'm going to work out a bunch of these deals. We're going to do this. Iron sharpens iron, and we want the best talent here, so we're making it happen. In exchange for a few months of this person, we're going to send we're going to send a steady stream of talent to Raw and SmackDown because we know how to cultivate it. You make NXT look good. You make NXT look like you can craft talent. You make William Regal not look inept. You keep your wrestlers happy. If they want to spend a few months off the road and just work in Florida for a while, do it. Otherwise, they... That's the nature of WWE. Either work it out in your deal, or you're probably going to have to seek employment elsewhere. They are the traveling show, right. and this is what they do. Now, there are a lot of stuff where I'm like, I'm usually like, oh, yeah, fight for the wrestlers, fight for the wrestlers. This is what you sign up for. Traveling on the road is what you sign up for. I'm not keen on having to set up a bunch of interviews this weekend. I'd love to go there and just hang out. I would like to not even have to leave my house, really, but <laughs> it's the job, and they know when they do this, it's the job. And most of them, it's ingrained in them well before. Most of them, it's way more difficult because they're not getting their, you know, their flights aren't arranged for them, so to speak. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens just because I, I get what you're saying about how it's ingrained in them and all that. 16 months sitting at home can kind of change things a little bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be curious to see. And, and one of the first guys I thought of was Roman, uh, not just because he's immunocompromised, but because he's got new twins at home. I, I wonder if he's a guy. Now, granted, when you see they're starting off with three a week, three a week's not terrible. That's not terrible. But if they go back where they were doing, what were they doing? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday on the one, the one tour. The other two was doing Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday before. That was before SmackDown moved to Friday. Uh, I don't know. If they go to four shows a week, we're on the road five, six days. I question if there's going to be pushback, but we're going to have to cross that bridge. Uh, Daniel R says, could you ever see a champ holding money in the bank with Roman? It could be interesting. I feel like money in the bank needs a good or interesting story. Money in the bank could have a good or interesting story if they weren't lazy with it. They abuse that to the point to where people say, just get rid of it. It's stale. No, it's not. The creative around it is stale. I think that would be a good idea. I think that'd be a good way to, to freshen it up. Justin Lopez says, I really hope Balor's not returning to the main. I think Finn should pick up his feud with Walter, which we were supposed to get before the pandemic. I mean, he could go over there, do one set of tapings and that feud could still happen. He's got to make it's, it's a week long trip to the UK to make that happen. That's not a big deal. Yeah. I guess it depends on, on, on what he wants to do. I still don't know how travel is to Europe uh, from the U S but, uh, I guess it depends on what he wants to do. Okay. Let's have a little, uh, a little geography lesson. So did you know that according to John Cena, Taiwan is not a country. So Josh Cardenas in a super chat and said this whole Cena, China debacle, do fans turn on him? I think some will a little bit, but I think most will realize he just probably didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, a lot of people don't even know what Taiwan is, to be yeah, honest. They, they, don't, they don't know the situation around it. I yep. am among them, so feel free to get yourself canceled, Jimmy. 
Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell it like it is. All I ever do is tell the facts, Sean. That's what I do. Well, so I don't know. I don't know the facts. So I will be, I'll be doing, I won't even be nodding. I'll be all doing right, this because so, so I have Ty- no clue. Taiwan used to be a part of China. Uh, and if I remember right, Taiwan is called the Republic of China and China is called the People's Republic of China. People in, in Taiwan, uh, they want independence or they consider themselves independent. And so they're considered their own country. China still views them as a part of China. So to China, they're a part of China. To basically the rest of the world, they're their own country. That's basically how it is. And the reason that John Cena did that, if we're being very honest, is China has major, major influence over Hollywood. Major influence over Hollywood. Quite quite frankly, Jimmy, the skyscraper movie that we were like, this is going to fail, it sucks, made a big, giant profit because of China. Yes, yeah, China is a massive market, and 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 just so people understand, if anybody has seen the video Cena did, Cena and I have obviously I haven't talked to him, so this is just my assumption. Cena didn't do this because he felt like doing it. Cena did this because the studio told him to. He's promoting Fast and Furious Nine. China is a massive lucrative market for the for Hollywood, but the problem is it's a communist nation. If they don't want your film to do well, your film will not do well. And that's reality. If they don't want to market it and if they don't want to support it, it's not going to do well. Cena did an interview promoting Fast and Furious. He referred to Taiwan as his own country. The Chinese government doesn't like that. And Cena was probably told by the studio, you have to, you know, apologize and, and say it was a mistake. And that's exactly what he did. This is just the real world, man. It's just the real world. Like China, like I said, they've got major influence. There have been a lot of stories about studios being forced to change scenes because the Chinese government did not like the message in the scene. Uh, I remember hearing something about, it might've been uh, the queen movie. Uh, And they didn't, they didn't like elements of, uh, of, you know, the, the, the homosexual perspective. And so they had to make changes to the movie. Otherwise China's not going to support it. And then it's not going to do well in the country. That's just, that's reality. And that's why Cena did it. So, but he's wrong. Taiwan is a country. There you go. Uh, we we have some super chats that I know a little bit more about. Ken Shiro says, do you think NWA is just relying on AEW for exposure? And maybe that's why the show is so bad. I seriously can't believe some of the stuff they did. It is the least enjoyable weekly television show that I watch. Um, it doesn't have the same creative forces behind it. That's that's simply what it is. Uh, the creative forces that they have were, were forced out for reasons. And um, they don't have that anymore. I think as soon as you book a match where the loser must stay in the NWA, that's when you're in trouble. Yep. Uh, Some Stupid Punk says, could have a great story if they just weren't lazy with it. You remember we're talking about WWE, right? They choose to be so often it seems like an addiction. I appreciate what you're saying. I appreciate the super chat. I don't care. For all the people that say, you really expect WWE to, the answer is yeah, I do. I expect WWE to give a shit at least as much as I do, if not more, because they have billions of dollars at stake. They're making billions of dollars right now, but let me explain something. WWE was criminally underpaid for their rights fees for a long time because of the misconception that WWE fans do not pay for things. That's exactly right. They do. Right now, they're getting what they deserve. Right now, they're getting the money that they deserve and they should have had for a long, long time, but just didn't didn't get because of that misconception they should be making more probably they and probably they should, will they should have more people watching and if they have more people watching they'd get paid more yeah I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for this man to allow that guy to put him in a hammer lock 
William Buner says new shout out or member shout out from the Donglord. Thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. Destiny FOMO, who definitely isn't here to self-promote, says, I'm here to support Sean's haircut. <laughs> well, you know what? I wish I wouldn't have supported this haircut. I walked in there, asked for something completely different, and the guy gave me basically what he had on top of his head. And I said, gee, thanks, pal. I appreciate it. Please stop talking to me about politics. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, Hannah M says Roman has a bus that he travels to uh, SmackDown in now. Wonder if he'll have something arranged to not really be around people. I mean, he's he's the biggest star there, so he yep. should have something else. They should have something else for him. I mean, they could use the jet. They're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg Greg House says love that idea, but will WWE do that with NXT ever? I, I think you mean the the Finn Balor thing. Yes, yes I swapping think- talent. Yeah. I think they'll definitely do that. I think people will go over there for one night here and there. I think that'll 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 be the case. Joel Pearl says NWA Women's Champ hasn't had a match in NWA proper. She had her knee scoped, that's why. So she's been she's been out. Daniel R says if I'm investing in time WWE in if I'm investing time in WWE, they need to care. Uh yes, they do, and I wish they did and Stop giving them breaks for lazy creative. I had somebody yesterday or today when I was like, hey, Santos Escobar just lost two title matches. Why does he immediately get to go for another? Somebody said, oh, what? you just want to delay the inevitable with squash matches? And my answer is, yes, I do. I want people to win matches. I want Bronson Reed to say, I had to win a bunch of matches to get this. So do you. Back the line. I mean, you know, then you have Oscar beating Charlotte, and then Charlotte beats Oscar. Charlotte gets the title shot. Oscar doesn't. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. Let's let's talk about this. So on Monday night, I'm watching Raw. Yeah. And I posted on Twitter. I I asked if somebody could crunch some numbers for me. Oh boy. Because I wanted to find out. Okay, so far in 2021, how many matches have there been total on WWE Raw? And of those matches, how many have been clean finishes? This is something I wanted to know. Good old Sean Ross Sapp recruited uh, Gisberto Guzzo. He recruited himself. He offered himself up. Oh, he, he said did. If, he said, if I'm if Jimmy's serious, I'll do this. So awesome. uh, good awesome. on him. Well, I appreciate it. So Gisberto used to do the names for us, right? He used to count how many times they said the big dog on TV and all that. Yeah. So good old Gisberto sent over some numbers. And I'm going to give you two sets really quickly because this is very telling. So year to date through May 24th. So that's from January 1st through May 24th on WWE Raw. There have been 159 total matches, right? 159 total matches. Of those 159 matches, and you might have saw this already, so you might already know. How many of those 159 total matches since January 1st ended clean? I will say 52%. (laughs) Yes, 83 matches or 52%. So about half since January 1st ended clean. Uh, About 53 matches or about 33% ended via distraction or interference. And 23 matches, which is 14%, ended by DQ countout or no contest. But here's where it gets a little bit interesting. I looked up the last two months. So I wanted to know over the last two months, from April 5th through May 24th, what do the numbers look like then in Sean? I don't this know is, the answer to this. This is telling, Sean. So over the last two months, there have been 60 matches on Raw, right? Over the last two months. Year to date, 52% of them ended clean. Over the last two months, 43% have ended clean. 
So we've had less clean finishes. Year to date, 33% ended by distraction or interference. Over the last two months, 38% had ended by distraction or interference. And that doesn't even include the ones that ended clean, but still had distractions or interference. It might have. I don't know because I don't know. I don't know how Gisberto. uh, Well, yeah, there there were some that like just had interference, but that's not what had the the finish. Like maybe it was early or something like that. Right. Woof. Like I always think of the Randy Savage quote: "Win him in the ring, lose him in the ring." I I see people lose on AEW Ring of Honor Impact all the time. Yep. Is is Hangman Page dead in the water? No. Is he going to get that win back? Did they did they come up with a creative way to protect him? Yeah. Is he going to get that win back? Yeah. Was it one week after? No. Does he immediately just, get a title shot right after? No. I look at it like this. So so we've talked a lot about repetition. And and yeah. you know, back when COVID started, you would post up on Twitter about so and so has wrestled seven straight times or 13 straight times or three straight months whatever. And obviously, we've seen a lot lately with Charlotte and Oscar. We've seen a lot with Shayna, Naya, uh, Tamina, Natalia. I was telling Sean off the air. I couldn't believe that at the exact same time, with maybe like one week difference, we had Ricochet stealing Sheamus's clothes on Raw and Shinsuke Nakamura stealing Baron Corbin's crown on SmackDown. So even such a stupid little story, they did it at virtually the same time on on two different brands. They're really out to lunch creatively. Vince is going to be seventy six this year. We all know the reason, but. Whenever you talk about how come there's no new stars and Vince will say on the earnings calls, we had to, we got to, we got to create new stars. We got to create new stars. When 43% of your matches, when less than half of your matches are ending cleanly, how do you expect to create any new stars? You don't. And that's, that's reality. It's, yeah, that's it, reality. It's a cycle. It goes all the way. The more you create, the better you create, the more money you make in the end, even if you're already making a lot of money. Right. Well, well, Jimmy, you know, if you want to leave your breakfast feeling more satisfied, check out magicspoon.com. That's right, magicspoon.com. Can you put yourself you, back on so I can check my phone? Use, use the code <laughs> FIGHTFUL. Cereal is one of the best parts about being a kid, but yeah, when you grow up, you realize it's full of carbs and sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. Not magicspoon.com slash fightful. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories a serving. I kick my morning off with Magic Spoon every, every weekday morning. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I've been working really hard to get back into shape, and Magic Spoon has been a very big part of that. You can build your own box with the custom bundle of cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, or cinnamon. I always say that I love to mix the the peanut butter and cocoa. And right now, Magic Spoon has uh, released a new flavor, birthday cake. And you can uh, get it. I think it's in a special five pack for a limited time only. And that time is running out. So you want to check that out right now. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab the new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout. Save $5 off your order. It's good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code Fightful. They are so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked, but they will. I mean, you will. You'll love it. I love it. Even this guy loves it. If you believe that, Jimmy the curmudgeon van even likes Magic Spoon. Check it out, my friends. 
magicspoon.com slash fightful. I love that he put me on the screen, but he kept my mic muted. Yes, I did. That's really that's really nice and fair. I love it when you produce. Well, I also I also really love the overlay that I force you to start using every week. It looks really good. Do you mean one like we have for fightfulmag.com, Jimmy? So guess what, Sean Ross app? What's that? Next week, I'm expecting, hopefully, depending on how the mail system is between the US and Canada, next week I'm expecting that I'm gonna be able to hold up the hard copy of Fightful magazine on this podcast. And, uh, and let everybody take a look. And if you're really, really, really nice, I might even send you one for free. Yeah, I would hope so. We'll see. We'll see if, I, if I'm if i in the mood or not. So Fightful Magazine, issue number two. It is the May-June issue. Uh, you can get it right now via digital or you can order it via print. Uh, and I believe print's going to be, it's going to start shipping out next week from what I'm told. Lots of great stuff in this. We've got the, the greatest story never told uh, about Dale Gagne and the AWA Superstars of Wrestling. Uh, I have a story I'm going to tell in a minute about the ultimate warrior that kind of ties into this a little bit. So uh, that's a great story. Mike Straw did an amazing job. He talked to Justin Roberts for that story. He talked to Johnny Stewart, who was Dale Gagne's right-hand man. Matt Cardona has his first ever piece of writing, and I've locked up a guy for the next issue, which Sean knows about, which Ooh. is going to be interesting. But Matt Cardona wrote his very first ever article for a magazine for uh, for issue two, did a really good job. Great story about Jim the Evil Nightheart uh, losing a watch supposedly given to him by Vince McMahon at a casino. Uh, great story about Bobby Lashley finally getting to the top of WWE. Taylor Hendricks has a story about uh, female free agents breakout stars of 2021. Uh, there's all kinds of good stuff in this in this issue, uh, and so check it out. FightfulMag.com. Get the digital issue now or order the print issue, and they're going out next week. I'm told. Very excited for that. Some super punks is when can he get his first physical uh, physical edition? Very soon, very yes. soon, my friends. Uh, while you all are here, please leave a thumbs up. Donate those super chats. We got about ten minutes left. Then we're heading over to the to Fightful Select for the list goes on. Bezos says Sean and Denise duet new agenda make it happen. Money talks, my friends. I am trying to buy a house. Jay Brownlee says. I'll be in Jacksonville all weekend, so I don't mind filming that duet for free. I have a tripod and a camera, my friend. I don't need any more witnesses. Uh, Some Stupid Punk says, no breaks for WDB. Haven't watched since 2018. Really? I mean, Jimmy? Wow. A lot of people and their friend Mark stopped watching. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And, And Eloquent says, did you see the Velveteen Dream statement? Yes, I did. Um... I don't know what to say, man. I mean, it's one of these typical situations. It's one side and against the other side. What can you say? You know, uh, I mean, well, well, what I can say is it wasn't just the stuff that he talked about. Okay, that's fine. I mean, all I can say is this. So obviously the first time there was an allegation, WWE went to bat for him. Yes. Uh, he remained on television. He remained a prominent performer on the show. When these other allegations came out, he was removed from television. That tells me there must have been enough, you know, enough to that smoke in terms of fire that WWE felt the need to get him off TV. And so that's all I can really say. Otherwise, it's unfortunate. The guy was a superstar just in the making. He was a superstar yep. in the making. Had it all. He had it all. He did. He had he had he had the look, he had charisma, he was he had physicality. Uh I even little things like the mannerisms, the facial expressions. Remember when Ricochet did the flip over the top and, and stalked him up the ramp? Yeah. And uh, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream gave him a look that so many guys just don't, they're not capable of, of doing what he was able to do. 
it's a real shame. And hopefully he's able to get whatever help he needs. Maybe there's still an opportunity for him in wrestling. He was yeah, a great see, talent, man. Great talent. Uh, I, yeah, think professional help would be the, the best option. Some stupid punk says you've got a tripod SRS hashtag blue chew. Yeah, man. It barely fits into my luggage. If you, if you believe that, but Jimmy, what else do you got on the list? I want to talk about the ultimate warrior bio on A and E. Uh, I have to give props to Dana warrior because I did not know if she was going to address his comments from uh, 2005 is when he was posting stuff on his personal blog. He was doing uh, speeches at universities. He said a lot of very hateful things. I didn't know if that was going to be broached because I knew Dana warrior was being interviewed for the piece. And with all due respect to her, Whenever she does her Hall of Fame speeches for the Warrior Award, it's very much Warrior propaganda. And so I didn't think she'd be, I didn't think she was going to address it, honestly. And she did. And she was very honest. And she, she basically said straight up, you know, he knew he screwed up. I knew he screwed up. And, uh, and I respected the fact that she actually addressed it. So I wanted to give her props for that. I thought it was a very honest piece about him. There was a lot of stuff there I didn't know about him, especially his childhood and, and his yeah. upbringing. And I want to tell you, I, I've told this before, but I, I had a personal experience with the Ultimate Warrior that was all positive. Yeah, I uh, I had an issue with the AWA; they were withholding money from me. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to get paid. They had a show where they promoted the Warriors' likeness. I took a poster because I knew I wasn't going to get paid, and I thought that I could use that almost as collateral. I hit up the Ultimate Warrior. Now, this was before 2005 when he ran into these issues. I hit yeah. him up around 2001, 2002. I told him what I saw. He said, will you send me a copy of the poster? I took a copy and I sent it to him. I don't know if he got it because he never mentioned it. Yeah. But then uh, AWA Superstars threatened me with legal action. And this was when I was a different guy than I am now. Sean knows now. I don't bat an <laughs> eye at that stuff. Right? Oh, but, oh yeah. We, we, we had somebody trying to lightly come towards me with some stuff. And Jimmy's like, nah, good luck. I said, bring it basically. Bring I, it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm used to it. But when I was in my younger days, not running a company, I was fearful of stuff like that. Yeah, and when I got, when I got this legal letter, I didn't know where to turn. And I hit up warrior and I said, this is what I got. This is what he said. And warrior, he didn't, he didn't even have to answer me. He could have just ignored it. He called me back and he said, uh, he said, they're not going to do shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a threat that they're trying to use to get out of paying you your money. You didn't do anything wrong and you know, you didn't do anything wrong, but they're not going to do shit. Don't worry about it. And he said, if you can moving forward, try to get your money up front. He told me straight up. He said, every opportunity that I had in wrestling, if I could get the money up front, I did. And we know what happened with him and Vince, uh, yeah. at SummerSlam in 91. But he said, whenever I could get the money up front, that's what I did. And he said, don't worry. And everything that he said came to fruition exactly as he said it would. And yeah. so personally, my experience with him was good. He was cool to me when I talked to him. If you guys want more stories like that, Jimmy Van has a book that is actually on Fightful Select. You all uh, can subscribe and there's a, a tab and under books that is listed. There's one issue there, thing that I took issue with. I don't care if somebody's conservative, liberal. I don't care about any of that. But she very much tried to paint it like, oh, well, he started to realize things and certain news stations were on by Warrior's own words, his wife made him realize that he was a conservative and that she was a conservative and angled for him to go down that path. The, the clip is out there. It is It is very – he said it on C-SPAN too. I remember watching the video when it happened and it's reemerged. So I do think that was glossed over a little bit. I think she realizes that 
the things that he said were not the level of conservatism that she was probably angling for. Right. Or I hope to God she wasn't. Yeah. Uh, because not only did it, it does it not age well, it wasn't well then. It but, sounded um, like she was blaming talk radio and, and Rush yeah. Limbaugh because she said she said at that time he was sitting around the house. He always had talk radio on. He listened to the Rush Limbaugh's of the world. And she yeah. kind of suggested that he was influenced by talk radio and by by guys like Rush Limbaugh. That was kind of her her suggestion. Sure. Uh, but at least the fact that she had like I honestly thought that when that topic came up, they were going to talk to somebody else. Yeah, I didn't I would- think she was going to address it at all. I would love to take a non-wrestling fan, have them watch back to back to back to back the self-destruction, yeah. the later documentary, the A&E documentary, and then the dark side of the ring. And then I want to hear what they think and what they say based on that. Like, what do they think of this guy? Self-destruction um, to me was a, was a hit piece. Yeah. So I wouldn't include it uh, because that was Vince McMahon being a bit of a dick, thinking I can make sure. money off his name. I don't really think about that one, but I thought the A and E piece was pretty fair. I thought it was pretty yeah. nonpartisan. I, I thought too. they did. A, I thought they did, they did a really good job. I think his daughter, the one, uh, is probably angling to get into wrestling. I think Maddie. Yeah, Maddie. It looks like she's angling to get into wrestling. She's still a kid, but uh, I yeah. think she's old enough that she could train. We'll see where it goes. I mean, like I said, I can only use my own experience, and he was cool the the times that I talked to him. What else you got, Jimmy? That's all I got, man. We're going to go to the list goes on and we are going to talk about the WWE layoffs a little bit. We are going to talk about uh, Rhea Ripley. We're going to talk about Dalton Castle. We're going to talk about Eva Marie. I had this on my list before you uh, you mentioned (laughs) it earlier. So I'm going to save it for list goes on. We'll talk about Eva Marie. Uh, Head over to FIFOSelect.com and uh, we'll do that next. Yeah, guys, subscribe to FIFOSelect.com. It's the best way to support us. I got stories on Logan Paul, Evolve, uh, Eva Marie this week, a lot of stuff. Uh, I I talked to people about the Michael Cole, the flubbed call at WrestleMania and how they felt about that. But if you're watching this, please leave a thumbs up. I cannot tell you how important that is to uh, letting people find this show. But this Friday, programming note, uh, SmackDown show and post-AEW show. Thursday, we have a Cody Rhodes media call. We have the distraction. We have uh, the predictions. Myself and Sandra Ruth of ITR. Check it out, guys. We're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sign 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.